1: um come on come on come on bacon
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah all right we're done yeah no more. <laughs> that's it
1: yeah <laughs> that whole thing is a lead up to this hunt <laughs> bunch of nose she <clears throat> wants to say yes
0: yes bacon um
1: what's your take on bacon <laughs> yeah <laughs> talking, it's, it's just, kind of
0: like the cheese question like all of anything can be okay what does it look like in the rest of the diet if we're having excessive amounts of bacon so what is excessive yeah we don't know and, and what's your take um, I, it's interesting. Gosh, I love these theoretical questions. Cause yes. it's like,
1: we want to know what EC thinks.
0: I know, um, is it like, what's the limit? I don't know because I don't know what the rest of the diet looks like, but I would imagine that if you're having more than a couple pieces a day, the rest of the diet is probably pretty interesting.
2: We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run. Always chasing. Never stopping. Hello, guys.
0: Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? We are joined
2: once more by our friend E.C. Sinkowski from Optimize Me Nutrition. Thank you so much for being here. Um, For folks who... Uh, maybe didn't listen to the first episode with you. Uh, We do a lot of uh, sort of contextualizing of who you are, where you came from, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. But maybe very, very quickly, you could give us the sort of the two minute Mm -hmm. version of who you are, what you do, what you focus on.
0: Yeah. EC Sinkowski, Optimize Me Nutrition. And I really focus on giving people the education, but more so solutions for them to reach their nutrition goals through uh, just various educational products, online courses or audio courses, um, challenges, that type of stuff. Got it.
2: Um, So today's episode, we're going to take uh, a version of the two-minute drill that we've done quite a few times. We are going to hand it almost entirely over to you, though, Ben, because you have, knowing obviously that EC was coming you were excited you have a bunch of questions for her so this episode is just going to be you running down a list of r- random-ish I'm questions on the other side now yeah I guess, yes so uh, EC as best you can keep the answers within a two minute time frame if you fail I throw things at you okay just kidding I won't do that um, and but it has l- to
0: be a little more than yes and no a little bit more
2: <laughs> it doesn't have it to doesn't, be yeah. it can be whatever you want yeah that's true as long as it's under two minutes because okay. that two minutes I know you done. don't want see what happens okay <laughs> Uh, so we'll just, we'll throw it to you, Ben, and and we'll go from there. All right. We'll
1: start with a super high level. If there was one thing and only one thing that someone could do from a nutritional perspective to improve their overall health, you don't know who this person is. Mm -hmm. What would they do?
0: I would say the 800 gram challenge. 800 grams of fruits and vegetables by weight every single day.
1: Love it. Um, does blood work matter?
0: Yeah. Blood work does matter. And I think if not only to know what's happening and to know if you're in, in danger, but also to serve as motivation. And you really see that with people that when they're able to see results, they can really kind of stick to a program.
1: And then what, if it matters and they want to see what should they be looking at? Cause somebody might get a profile mm. of 30 things. Mm. What's the one or two things they should be kind of narrowing in on.
0: I do think our basic metabolic health panel, which includes fasting glucose and then also looking at sort of cholesterol markers, are a great place to be. They're really tried and true markers. We've looked at them over the years, and I know some of the limitations with them. But if you're falling within general kind of population guidelines, you're in a good spot.
1: Okay, cholesterol.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it exists.
1: <laughs> Why does that matter? What is it? May uh, this is to me. May it's, yeah. it's gonna be a challenge. Two minutes. Yeah. Um, what is it? Yeah. Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. How does it get affected <clears> through <throat> nutrition?
0: Yeah. Fat and cholesterol get kind of convoluted not convoluted confused in our nutrition because they actually travel together in the body and so you when you have fat you also uh, sorry for fat and cholesterol to move throughout the body, they are moving together, and this is why they can be confusing and people will hear saturated fat and cholesterol and and yes they're kind of are moving together on the same molecules. Only two minutes. Okay. Um, Why does it matter? Yes, you can have too much cholesterol such that it increases your risk for heart disease. And so yes, we do care about there, but there's a lot of other factors that come into play. Um, Things like what does the rest of your diet look like? What are your genetics? Are you exercising? Are you eating too much? And so we can't just look at saturated fat content in your diet to determine if cholesterol is a problem or not.
1: And what well, cholesterol in Two food, minutes. <laughs> cholesterol in food. Like that's- Right. Yeah, that cholesterol really- cholesterol in food cause cholesterol in your body? No,
0: it's more that saturated fat has a link to changing your cholesterol directly versus cholesterol in your food. Um, cholesterol in your food really doesn't move the needle much relative to how much cholesterol is in your body.
1: There's healthy saturated fats- Dot, 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 fill in the blank.
0: (laughs) I would say it's all a matter of context, right? That's the problem with nutrition is once we start talking about a single nutrient, like just saturated fat, we've now lost the context that matters. Saturated fat in and of itself is not a problem, but it needs to be at the right quantity and within the context of a a diet that has all the other nutrients, vitamins, minerals, anti-inflammatories, antioxidants we need.
1: Okay. um, Another fat, fish oil. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So should we, should we be taking
1: it? Should we, is it, is it important for us? Is it, is it a thing that will drive our health or is it,
0: I don't. Snake I don't recommend it as a general uh, recommendation. I don't take it myself. And again, it's because inflammation in the body does not come down just to whether or not you're taking fish oil. It's also what anti-inflammatories are in your diet. You know what's your oxidant load. Um, what's your vitamin and mineral status. If you're eating too much, it all comes back to these big picture factors, not just whether or not you're taking this one nutrient.
1: So no, no, no. okay, BCAAs, <laughs> no, no.
0: No. Um, maybe maybe explain <clears throat> branch what that. Branch chain is. amino acids, <laughs> yeah. a
1: supplement that people take around exercise. Really, they take it to make their water taste better. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Green and blue colored. Uh, leucine, <laughs> isoleucine, and valine. So, three of our amino acids. They are three of our nine essential amino acids, which sounds great, but you can also get them all from um, food. And some of the research on kind of protein timing, I think, mm-hmm. stretches it a little bit. And so, you don't really need to worry about it that much.
1: Um, segue off of that one, you can get those amino acids through food. Mm Do you have to get those through animal protein sources? So there's amino acids that are essential and non-essential. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, so essential and non-essential... When you look at an animal source, they're going to be a complete source of these essential amino acids. When you look at a plant source, they're going to be incomplete. So when you look at beans or rice, they're incomplete. Now you can combine the plant sources, beans and rice, together to then cover your spectrum of mm. all of them. Yes, and that's how, you know, vegetarians they can be fine, assuming that you don't just do only beans. Mm. You know, you just mm. mix your plant sources and you'll cover your bases. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, probiotics.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me okay. probiotics yeah. are so popular yeah. right now. Like everyone's yeah.
1: talking about probiotics. Totally.
0: I like the one-word answer.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I like the one-word question. Which way
0: does he want me to go with this? Um, probiotics, so they're you're basically taking the live microorganism. They are really cool and they have a lot of benefits when you are targeting a very specific condition or trying to be therapeutic in some way, prophylactically or preventatively. No, you're better off eating whole, unprocessed foods where you're basically feeding the gut microbiota by way of fiber and then those plant compounds, polyphenols.
1: Okay, then what about also feeding it like um, fermented foods? Mm -hmm. You hear about that all the time, like sauerkraut and kimchi, Mm -hmm. um, Greek yogurt and Mm -hmm. kombucha. Like uh, We're we're all going to have that because you get the live- Mm -hmm. microorganisms.
0: Yep. And they're not really considered probiotics. They'll often be advertised that way, but probiotic has a pretty specific definition and also, um, I believe a dose standard. So oftentimes in sauerkraut and yogurt, you might not be at a therapeutic dose level and it might not necessarily be the right, Organism to f- have a certain therapeutic effect. You can think about probiotics like lock and key. However, these colonic foods do provide fiber in many cases. They have a lot of the polyphenols again, and they also just have some overall um, immune modulating things that are, are good about them. So include them, but it's not like any more so than also just getting a high amount of fruits and vegetables. Okay. So
1: it's like, um, yes, go for it. But the reason might not be because they give these uh, probiotic benefits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's more, um, it's more that it just is an overall healthy food than necessarily you're going to have a therapeutic effect. Okay. Prebiotics. Prebiotics are the fiber that your microbiota eat. So literally the fiber in your food, they eat them byproducts include short chain fatty acids like butyrate, which is known as an anti-inflammatory compound, and also byproducts like gas. Um, <laughs> but prebiotics, a definition of a true prebiotic really has a targeted effect. Um, so you would take a certain prebiotic like inulin to up certain populations in, in your gut microbiota. I wouldn't necessarily go down that route by taking a very specific prebiotic. I would just take in fruits and vegetables hmm. um, that have fibers in them that are prebiotic like effects, unless I had a true like diagnosed condition.
1: Um, pre-workout? hmm post-workout, mm-hmm. real food, or supplements?
0: Yeah. Pre- and post-workout- You like workout. how there's actually a question? I I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, just saying words. Go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go. Um, pre- and post-workout, I really think these things only matter if they affect your total quantity on the day. And I'm going to take kind of the athlete point of view of this, and we can take one of our high-level, you can take Katrin, right? She works out multiple times a day. We have to make sure first that Catherine is getting enough nutrients in the day. And when you have multiple sessions and also, um, yeah, when you have multiple sessions, that's hard to like eat food all the time. So pre and post-workout is going to be big for that. She also needs to make sure she does get enough carbs to hit the next session high enough for most every other person out there like they will have all of that refill and have enough time to eat and get all their nutrients in just across the course of the day. And therefore I really don't have people focus on pre and post workout outside of a competitive environment, but it's more so again, because of total quantity, not because of performance benefits.
1: So uh, there's not <clears throat> much um, to meal timing around workouts for the average Joe or Jane. No. Okay.
0: I wish there was.
1: <laughs> um, intermittent fasting. Yeah. Two minutes. Two minutes, go. go. <laughs> um, Is that how long she can't eat for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I might be able to do that one. Um, yeah. Just a way to control quantity at its most basic level. You know, you just don't get to eat for as many hours during the day. So it's a really simple way to cut down on total amount of food. Um, do I think it outperforms just eating the right quantity anyway? I'd love to see a study that was comparison- comparing that. But um, yeah, it's a quantity control measure.
1: Um, plant-based next thing would be vegetarian. Next thing would be vegan. Um, follow up to that would be, um, do we need, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but do we need animal protein?
0: Do we need, yeah. Animal protein or just protein? Yes. <laughs> we need, both. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we need, of course, protein to some level. It is an essential nutrient, but how much do we need? And that, and that really depends on your goals. You know, if you are just I don't say just, but if it's longevity, um, there's plenty of cultures out there. I don't know, plenty, but uh, again, back to the Okinawans, they don't really eat that much protein and they live very long. So in terms of longevity, I don't think you need to worry about targeting program, but we are talking mostly to a CrossFit audience. And so, yeah, you're going to want to make sure that you have protein about... 0.7 grams to 1.0 grams per pound of body weight about somewhere in there and it can be plant-based so long as you have enough sources that you cover all your amino acids what
1: would be a good high quality um plant-based pea protein
0: yeah i mean any of those isolated vegetable proteins you know the problem with vegetarian and vegan proteins um when you don't have them in a powder form is that you when you eat them as food you have carbohydrates coming with them so it's hard to get enough protein while keeping your Mm. carbohydrates in check Mm. And so that's where you then have to start turning to these vegetable protein powders so that you can really get a concentrated protein.
1: Um, speaking of that concentrated, uh, powdered greens. Mm-hmm. Like I I can't eat all the kale and I don't mm-hmm. like to eat all the kale, but man, I get a whole bunch of this. I get like nine bushels of kale in my <laughs> my little juice drink.
0: So yeah, I mean, it's fine enough in the sense of it's of course not harmful. But my real question is why? Like one of the things that most people want with diet is to also lose weight. And to do that, we need to eat less than we currently are. And to do that means we're going to be hungry. So why not have some greens that actually fill you up and actually keep you full so that it's easier to stay on track and lose weight. When you have all this powdered and dried stuff, you end up eating more of other stuff. So I would stay away from that generally and just go for the whole food.
1: So it's not more benefit, but to get like a, a diversity, like maybe I'm not eating, I don't like yeah. kale sure, and I want to get the diversity or I don't like beets or all the other stuff.
0: Sure. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's better than not doing it at all, but I also would just keep pushing people towards trying to eat whole foods with the water weight in them because, again, by default, we start affecting quantity, mm. which is almost always the goal in Okay, <laughs> maybe this is the,
1: the same answer to a different question, um, but there's you can have a sweet potato yeah, or you can have sweet potato <laughs> chips. Yep. You can have mangoes or you can have dried mangoes. If you look on the back of the ingredient list, it's basically, it says, totally. it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to have a sweet potato. I'm going to cook it. I'm going to put some salt in on it and some oil. Yep. It. And that's what it says on the back of the bag. Why would I not just go for these much easier, the chips. tastier <laughs> chips <laughs> than delicious. go through the, the effort of cooking it myself?
0: Yeah. It's that water weight. It's literally the water weight. It fills you up and therefore you eat less. And that's really, really powerful. I'm And I... Yeah, you can eat. Can a you give whole, an example of that. What do you yeah. mean the,
1: because the water weight? Mm. You eat less.
0: Yeah, I did one of these Instagram posts. But a whole bag of chips. When I emptied out eight servings of chips, that same kind of sweet potato, it was 161 grams by weight on a dinner plate. One cucumber is 161 grams huh. by weight on a dinner plate. The bag of chips had 850 calories. The cucumber had 24. Okay, so you're <laughs> by by. By literally um, chewing water, you fill your stomach <laughs> up, and that actually is a is a very so by having process. a bag
1: of chips, you're gonna have eight hundred calories. Like eight hundred fifty, and then the cucumber, which 24. by weight and kind of like mm-hmm. satiety level of kind of in a mm-hmm. sense, you'd be feeling about the same. Mm-hmm. You'd have how many calories?
0: Twenty four. A Not cucumber
1: even. only has twenty four calories yeah, in a whole I, cucumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dairy. What's your take on what dairy? What about it? No. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, dairy can some people do have allergic or autoimmune responses for it for sure. So if you are somebody with one of that, take it out. but it definitely can be part of a, a good, healthy diet. Um, always remember, having one food and one food only by itself to any sort of excessive level is not. And so we need to always include that dairy with fruits and vegetables, complete protein sources, et cetera.
1: okay, if you're gonna go for milk mm-hmm. or you're gonna go for yogurt, mm-hmm. um, Low fat, skim, mm. or the full fat version?
0: It kind of depends what your overall quantity is. You know, I've seen people who will, uh, seen people, I've done it. Cheese. You know, you can cr- you can have a lot of fat in one sitting because it tastes delicious. And so it's not the fat per se that's the problem. It's your overall quantity that could be, and that could then decide whether or not you should go for low fat or higher fat.
1: So say that. Like say it again. Yeah. Like like, like how do I how do mm-hmm. I decide? Like how do I. I'm going to go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. and there's the two options of the, the skim milk or the whole milk. Mm -hmm. How do I know which one to get?
0: Um, milk's an interesting one because I actually think that it's a little bit more controlled. I'll take the cheese example. Like if you're going to go home and have easily four to five servings of cheese and you know that you also want to lose weight, you don't want the high fat cheese. Okay. Okay. You know, and you could say the same thing with milk. I feel yeah, like milk's milk is a good thing. though, you're having self- a glass yeah. of milk. It's like contained. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of done with it, you know, but I'd like. I like to say yeah, that's the same cheese. thing about
1: yogurt, but just not. Yogurt's kind of like peanut butter. Like, <laughs> you can keep going. You keep, it's, it's like back when I used to have cereal, though, right? Like, you used to have mm-hmm. cereal, and like, there, you get done, and you're like, oh, there's still some milk left. So you pour in more cereal, <laughs> and it fills up the cereal bowl, and you're like, oh, I got more milk. you know, like, it's this never ending bowl, and you're like, oh my God, three boxes later. You just wake up at a list like you just dropped college for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it goes back to your <clears> point, though. I love the point about not keeping your environment clean. Like, if you're going to eat too much of anything, then don't buy that thing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, okay, what about yeah, – <laughs> speaking of not having too much of it, what about alcohol? <laughs> I'm drunk right now. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh.
0: Uh, alcohol can be part of an overall healthy diet.
1: Um mm. Like the one glass of red wine a night and
0: makes yeah, you healthy? The, 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 I wouldn't say that it's... Okay, so we're not going to go after wine because of the resveratrol and say that it's... Because uh, of the what? The resveratrol, which <laughs> right, is one of the... that thing. The yeah. Popular anti-inflammatory. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, wine is the healthy thing. And this is the explains the French paradox. Um, no, but you can include it, of course, in moderation. For women, that ends up being one drink a night. For men, that can be two drinks a night. Doesn't It really seem, seems like a lot. Doesn't really seem to I affect guess a mortality of, in a, in the long. Is that because
1: remember. of um, the healthy user bias? Though, like people that are drinking red wine every night, probably aren't so aren't getting McDonald's and they're you know Could they're be. probably sitting down at a table and they're probably eating prepared meals and they're not.
0: Yeah, that's the thing with all, and this goes back to our point in our last podcast about kind of looking at these studies that are observational is we don't really know why the yeah. one glass of wine, like what else is going on in the yeah. diet. And oftentimes that can be the case for sure. The thing is though, it would be never be something that I would say to include because of the resveratrol or whatever other compounds in it. Only if you enjoy it, it should be within the context of the right amount of quantity in a whole unprocessed foods.
1: Um, okay. Um, I want to get healthy. So I should be doing juicing, right? Like juicing mm-hmm. is a healthy thing. Is that, does it have a place? Is it like a, no. a scam?
0: <laughs> no, and it's a similar to the chip question because ulti- mm-hmm. ultimately you're changing the way that we would eat a certain amount of quantity, and so you're c- consuming or can consume more calories. First of all, liquid form. Second of all, you remove the fiber and the whole. And why is liquid process. form
1: bad? Considering you just said it's you'd have the water weight.
0: Because you have to chew it, and you have to go through that process, and that whole like the fiber also helps with the filling and keeping your stomach full longer. So um, just the fact of food sitting in your stomach and a large amount of it helps keep you feel, feel full, where like a liquid, it's moving through faster mm-hmm. and therefore you're not full as long.
1: Um, come on, come on, come on. Bacon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes? <laughs> yeah, all right, we're done. Yeah, no more.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing is a lead up to this. <laughs> a bunch of no's, she <laughs> wants to say yes.
0: Yes, bacon. <laughs> Um,
1: what's your take on bacon? Yeah. It's it's kind of
0: like the cheese question. Like all of anything can be okay. What does it look like in the rest of the diet? If we're having excessive amounts of bacon, so what is excessive? Yeah, we don't know. And and what's your take? Um, I, it's interesting. Gosh, I love these theoretical questions because it's like,
1: we want to know what EC thinks.
0: I know. Um, is it like, what's the limit? I don't know because I don't know what the rest of the diet looks like, but I would imagine that if you're having more than a couple pieces a day, the rest of the diet is probably pretty interesting.
1: Okay. So under, is that kind of like the yeah, one thing? A sur- like, yeah. Uh, uh, two, three strips uh, or whatever that <laughs> no. is. Okay. Um, bread. Healthy bread. Grains.
0: Sure. I would say after Ezekiel bread, Yeah. Ezekiel. <laughs> only Ezekiel. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, after you finish your 800 gram challenge. Sure.
1: Okay. So you're saying that if it, if it's, um, uh, if you're having the fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, okay, let's say the 800 gram challenge. Yeah. Let, um, but what if I don't want to weigh and measure yeah so like i i want to do the 800 gram challenge yeah i want to have more fruits and vegetables i believe ec when she says this is like the healthy, foundation yeah. of of a healthy diet but i'm not going to put things on a scale or totally. in a cup before i put them in my mouth
0: yeah the good thing is uh most adult fists that are closed are about a cup so you can use that as kind of a measurement of about a, a cup. And we know that 800 grams is about six cups.
1: A fist, like if I, like. <laughs> yeah. The whole, that's a big, that's that's more than I thought.
0: Yeah. And that's about 100 grams. It actually ends up being a little bit more than that. But if you go for basically six closed fists of stuff a day, you'll get there just fine. And that, uh, you know, to be honest, like treat a banana that size or treat a orange that size or an apple that size, it's about 100, 120 grams. You're going to get pretty close.
1: 120 grams across the 800
0: grams. Yeah, like each fist is about 100 to 120 oh, grams, depending oh, on which, you know, oh, the density of the apple or the orange. Yeah, I thought
1: you were saying it ends up being about 120 oh, grams sorry. of carbohydrates. No, no, it end ends up day. being about 100, yeah. 100, okay. Um, cheat meals, cheat days, should we always be spot on or is there a place for some flexibility here?
0: Definitely flexibility. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I wanted in the 800 gram challenge was to allow people to continue to have things in their diet that they enjoy. The problem with cheat meals or cheat days is they often set back or undo a lot of the work that you did during the week to stay on track. And so, yes, you definitely can enjoy yourself, but it can't be excessively so. And what's excessively so? If you're not reaching your goals in terms of losing weight or you're gaining weight.
1: Okay, so if we are good for um, Monday through Friday... Mm -hmm. And then on the weekends we um, go off Pizza, the rails so much drink, that yeah. mm-hmm. you're essentially saying if our goal is to lose weight, but on when we get on the scale on Monday, we're mm-hmm. higher than we were on Friday. Mm-hmm. Then that's totally or you do
0: that like two, three day or two or three weeks and you haven't lost any weight, it's yeah. because your weekend habits are styming all your work during the week.
1: So there's a recommendation then to um, go down to one day, one meal.
0: Yeah, I mean, None. if you're if you're not gonna do macros, which ulti- on the, yeah. the track. if you're if you don't want to do macros, which ultimately I don't think people need to do forever, but they are a great way to troubleshoot. If you're not gonna do that, what the most basic level, you have to reduce the cheat meals and frequency of them. Yeah, and you can start with as gradual as possible, and then it might come down to just one meal, not one day.
2: Cool. Fantastic. I think I was really good in that episode. I think that was my best. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Easy, for coming, for talking yeah. to us, telling us, uh, sharing all of your wisdom. Awesome. Appreciate thank it. You thank, guys. thank you, Thank e. you. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.